Welcome to the Unbreakable and Fearless Podcast. I'm JC, current collegiate student athlete and owner of Unbreakable Female Athlete. Candice, current college coach and owner of Fearless and Capable. We are teaming up to bring perspectives as a coach and as an athlete that hit on topics and issues that we face as women in sport. Join us as we build on a friendship of more than 10 years and get real about what is happening. And how we can make tomorrow better for women in sports. Hello, hello. How are you? Good, how are you? Fantastic. Uh, It's the new year. And yep. I think so many of us start to think about all these things that we want to achieve and we want to set goals or plans or whatever. And then we will inevitably hit some sort of plateau. We'll hit something where obviously the progress we were making just seems to have hit this ceiling that we, we struggle to push through. Uh, and I, it's not to be a Debbie Downer on, on goal setting, but I think it, it has to be prepared for. And I think as athletes and coaches, we actually have experienced this a lot more than sometimes we even realize. And so kind of thinking about the new year and in this inevitable plateau that all of us hit when it comes to trying to perform in a way that matters, um, I think it's an important thing to discuss. And so, JC, I'm going to hit you right now. Are you in a plateau at all? Do you think there's anything in your performance that is in plateau right now? You know, it's interesting because I am in a different sport. And so sometimes I'm like, can I even plateau? Because I'm like, I feel like I'm always learning. But yes, I can. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can plateau. Um, I think that, okay, so when we talk about plateau, I think you could talk, you know, mental, you could talk physical. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's other things. Um, I think physically right now, I don't know because I'm injured. So like, I don't know if I'm in a plateau or not because I'm Mm -hmm. doing all of my workouts on the bike. So it's kind of really hard to compare how I'm doing, you know, in terms of actually on the erg, but overall, I think that, no, I think I'm kind of on the up. I think this is, I'm, I'm telling myself this is going to be my year. So (laughs) nice. Cool. Let's, let's hope that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Physically I'm not in a plateau mentally. I might be in sort of a plateau. Okay. But I guess I could expand on that later. What do you think? I'm at right now, I would say, yeah. And and I think I saw as with some age, I saw it kind of coming. I kind of know my cycles a little bit more. And I might say not period cycles, but more of my um, actual kind of growth and my normal anticipation and desire for something to improve. And so Knowing that I have planned to go to a retreat uh, for female entrepreneurs at the end of the month. So I, I booked that a couple months ago because I could kind of see myself feeling like, oh, I just feel stuck. I feel like I'm not getting better in ways that I would like to be better. So I think that was one thing. Um, the A license is certainly something for the U.S. soccer coaching education pathway that I am going okay, uh, yeah, like that is going to push me. So I feel that's uh, trending up. I think as a mom, I'm, I think steadiness is actually something it's okay right now. 
How about that? Mm -hmm. I think there's moments to plateau and I think it's okay. I don't think we need a freak when we're on plateau. So you being injured and being somewhat kind of plateaued in what you're capable of doing right now is not a freak out. It's just naturally life. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a lot of things that feel steady, things that feel tough and uncertain about. And then there's certainly things that I feel good that I'm like, I'm making the upwards trajectory that we all hope for. Uh, but when we when we think about these moments where we get into, and let's talk about the frustrating ones. You know, my team this past fall, I don't want to say they loved tying matches, but we tied so many times, so many ties and draws that in soccer, you, you don't really want because as the conference moves on, wins get you more points to then finish higher in the league. And so we were really on this, plateau of drawing every match and my team was you know a little bit of doubt in what I'm doing um I think sometimes uncertainty in their in themselves and what they were experiencing and you know I've looked back and I've tried to put my finger on what turned us into then winning more matches at the end and I'm still trying to figure out why and how that happened um have you ever like is that something that's experienced in rowing where there's yeah. a similar level of results and then you're trying to figure out either what switches on or what is, is there anything comparable in your space yeah I was relating to that because I think coming into my freshman year um Iowa rowing prior to COVID was doing really well ranked really high in the country and then came back and my freshman year, I think that things were not going well, not think things were not going well. And now coming into my junior year, we have completely flipped the switch and we're doing really well. And I think I would attribute that to probably just the culture shift, okay. but also everyone like putting in the work. I feel like everyone just is always constantly like training in any way they can. It's not always like training on the erg, they're finding ways to cross train to keep mm -hmm. yourself loving competing and loving working out. Cause you know, obviously it can get really monotonous doing the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I think that the team itself has found that, you know, you have to keep pushing because you, the plateau, although we're all going to have it sucks and you know, you want to move forward. And I think one of the biggest things that I've found is number one culture, like having a good mm -hmm. culture that you can be a part of and right. want to push through together, but also finding different ways to train that keep you engaged and keep you wanting to keep going. Yeah. And coaches have a role in that. And I do, I do need to look back and I, I write down every session and then always have the copy of the session and I'm old school. There's all these texts technology now that I could, you know, make it look really pretty, but I'm old school. I like to write handwrite the whole session out. There's something about, brain to heart to pen that I use for everything. I just remember it a lot better and it helps me solidify my whys and my process. So that's me, but I need to look back at those. Cause I don't know if there was activities I changed. I know I was continuing to drill in that persistence and that resilience that if we can keep pushing and keep having the steadiness, that eventually that work, all those little pieces that were kind of coming together would eventually kind of all snap into place. And I think about 
you know, the puzzle is like, you know, you figure out pieces and parts of the puzzle, but then eventually the whole picture comes into play. And I think that's what happened is there had to be moments of belief. So there was, had to be the mindset to keep going. And then these pieces had to start to interlock. And that's where, you know, as coaches, and when you look at athletes and we're trying to impact you in your performance, you know, what are some areas that you see, JC, that as coaches, we sometimes miss in maybe bringing those puzzle pieces together? I mean, you said mindset, but you kept talking about, too, like this ability to do different things and, and you know, pr provide different trainings or, you know, do something else. Do you see coaches missing some of those pieces that need to interlock in order to kind of get over a hurdle or get through something? Okay, well, first I want to touch on the writing things down because I do, well, our whole team does that. And I love that you do yeah. that. And I think that in anyone in any capacity, any sport, any space in life should write things down when it comes to like performance. And I guess that that could be applicable to everything, like even yeah. work. But so we do that as well. And every single day they have us write down, you know, the date, the workout, how you did specifically in rowing specific, you write down your splits, meters, everything, the time. So then, yeah. and then you write down, you write how you felt during the workout. Um, was it a good day? What did I eat today? Did I sleep well? And I always go back and look through all of my workouts, like over the past three mm -hmm. years, because I've kept all of these. And sometimes, you know, when I'm feeling down on myself, I look back and I'm like, okay, I have gotten a lot better. <laughs> yes. Like, this is the exact same workout that I did a year ago today and I have grown immensely in my fitness mm -hmm. and so when I am down on myself I can look back and be like okay this is right now I might feel like I'm in a plateau but really I have grown right so I guess coming forward to your question of do coaches miss what what do they miss did you say yeah those... kind of in that plateau when I if I think about all the puzzle pieces kind of coming together to then kind of get you back up words. What are, what are some things you think coaches sometimes miss in putting those pieces together to help you guys overcome challenges or plateaus, anything standing out in your mind? Maybe the importance of like their presence. I think coaches Ooh. could miss the importance of like their presence specifically with the workouts. Like I said, things get monotonous. Like yeah. if they do understand that, like they have a major impact on I mean, I think coaches know they obviously have a major impact on right. how a team does, but just switching up, like not mm -hmm. doing the exact same workout every single week or maybe throwing in, Hey, instead of doing this today, we're going to like in my sport, we're going to go play soccer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember doing that. And everyone is like, Oh my gosh, everyone is competitive. We're going to go ham. We're going to go hard. We're going to get, we're going to still, you know, get a good exercise and work out in, but it's yeah. something so different and just kind of like turns your wheels and keeps you engaged. And so coaches understanding that they have the ability to mm -hmm. do that. I wow. think that that's something that's huge. Mm -hmm. um, so then to follow up on that, what do you think that athletes would be missing? Which yeah. I don't know, that's going to be hard. <laughs> Uh, no, it's not that hard to be honest with you. I think, um, to be frank and honest, it's sometimes kind of exactly what I said. It is this ability to be resilient and to continue to push through. We all, I mean, let's face it. We all love things that give us instant gratification, right? We all, 
there's something about watching a TV show that, you know, it's 30 minutes and you get what you're wanting. You know, let's Frank, people are listening to this podcast. They want something at the end of this, you know, it's, there's always this need for it. And in sport, there are moments we get instant gratification and there's certainly moments that we don't. And those that I think find bigger routes to success. And I say bigger routes because they tend to open their mind and are more willing to take the harder path to continue to do the habits that they need to do in order to be successful. So, you know, when it does get rough, when it, it does get a little choppy in the waters to, to add every little corny term I can, those that stick with the plan tend to be the ones that can find the success sooner and find that. So I do believe a hundred percent in what you're saying. I think there's absolutely a need as coaches to be emotionally intelligent, to see that there needs to be a change, a shift, a quick pivot, something new, because I mean, heck, we all love things that are new in our life, right? New relationships, new people, new challenges, whatever. So I do a hundred percent agree with that. And then I think there's this piece of, in part of our responsibility as coaches to then instill these whys, these values, these belief statements, whatever it may be, earlier in the game, knowing a plateau will come and you're going to need them to come back to something when everything seems uncertain. And so I think as athletes, as coaches, when we do create those, not going, this didn't work. It's not working. Even two or three times, it's not working. And, you know, that was one of the things that I think you know, I told my team, you know, these ties are not what we want. We are so close to winning, but a tie is better than a loss. We will take a point and somehow, some way, those ties <laughs> were the way that we had a higher ranking in, in seeding at the end of the tournament. And so they did it, not wanting it to prove my point, but me with definitely a shit-eating grin on my face, looked at the team and said, hmm, those ties didn't hurt us at the end of the day. They helped us. So when they were resilient and they kind of pushed through it, but I, I just think so much of there's this instant gratification. They want it to be easier than it's going to be. And it's it's not. It's so freaking hard. It's so hard when it's plateaued. Sometimes I think about that. Like that's kind of the mindset I have like going into every single workout is like this is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like you see you you see things pay off like you see your fitness get better and mm -hmm. you just have to you know i've said it before you have to embrace the suck like things are going to get hard yeah and when they do it's what like what do you do with that do you just keep going because right i mean sometimes you just have to keep going and yeah. realize that it's going to pay off at some point and those yeah. little things like you said like the little ties mm -hmm. not little the ties right add up and at some point you something switches and you're able to turn that tie into a win and so like you learn i i think you learn from your plateau like you learn what you can change and what you can do different i think and, if you make the active choice to learn from it like yeah. you do where others don't and that's the part that i go you're exactly right jc like learn from it yeah. like everything else learn from it look at what's going on around you sorry to cut you off but, I, no, but I, I, I think you're exactly right is you have to learn from it because you're in that space at that time it's there mm -hmm. so get something out of it and i think name it like i don't yeah. think it's a bad thing to say we have hit well everybody hits which is this 
plateau or, you know, kind of the ceiling that we invisibly put at the top of our head and figure out, well, how can we do more? And so I think for all of us, you know, what are ways that mentally together between coaches and athletes, we can start to name it? Like, what are ways people can just say, this is where we're at? Like, what are environments to be able to create safe spaces to say individually or collectively, it feels like shit right now. And we're just, we're not getting any better. What are some ways to make safe spaces for that? I think coming together as a team and, you know, creating the culture where you can be open and honest. And, you know, like we've said, you don't have to be best friends with everyone, but realize that these are your teammates. You're all working hard together. You're working hard for something bigger, which is overall, you know, like a championship, whatever you're working towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have to sit there and I think you just have to spell it out and be black and white and be like, Hey, yeah, we're not, we, we're not doing well right now. Or like you said, this is shit. This is shit. Mm-hmm. We are better. We can be better. I'm usually like, I'm very black and white. Like, and I'm that way myself. Like I can have a yeah. workout and be like, that was shit. I know I'm capable of more, mm-hmm. but there's a whole lot of other factors that can play into plateauing. I mean, for a girl, mm-hmm. it could be you're on your period. It could be, right. you know, you're mental health. You're struggling that day. Mm-hmm. So like, there are also a whole lot of things that factor into plateauing but I think like specifically sport wise as a whole team just coming together and being Mm -hmm. like and it's not it's not to say we're shit let's just forget about it and move on you know whatever we suck Mm -hmm. it's what can we do in this space to move forward I don't know if I I guess from an athlete's perspective like and I think from my team's perspective perspective we've you know, mm-hmm. come together and been like, what can we do to be better? Yeah, no. And that's good. I laugh. I'm kind of chuckling because a hundred percent, you know, creating those spaces to say what it is. And I remember, um, there was a couple of times and you've pointed it out where, you know, we had intentions that a planned training session and I kind of put an X through the activities and was like, we're all coming together to speak. Uh, We're going to sit on the field and kind of ground ourselves and then, you know, be able to speak openly and honestly about where we're at. And, you know, then my role, I feel at the end is sometimes to get in and then be inspirational, you know, encouraging, you know, and and allow them to be present and and how bad it is or how much it or what it feels like to be it is. And then I remember a couple of times and and eventually the assistant coaches kind of got it. But there was one point, one of them looked at me and was like, you get how bad and frustrating this is right now because you just keep like trying to inspire. And I go, oh yeah, I am beyond frustrated. If you want to hear me scream, I will literally scream into a pillow right now. I am so frustrated and annoyed. And I, but, 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 but in some ways I'm the captain of the ship. And if I don't keep reminding them of the direction we're going and giving them that stability that I do think we're still on the same right path, that we do have a North Star, that we are following a guide, we are getting there, that I I think I lose my way and remembering what my role is. So I think there's always this balance of saying that I'm frustrated, but then remi- remembering that I am got to be somebody that points them 
and puts everybody in the same boat rowing the same direction. Yeah, no, you do need to do that because I think that having a coach that is sitting there and I, that's 100% what I think every team needs. And I know that we have that as well is just having a coach saying like, I believe in you guys. I believe in our mission. I believe in our program Mm -hmm. and we're working towards something huge and we are capable of it. All of these workouts that you do every single day, whether it be good, whether it be bad, you're still doing something you're putting in the work. It's a workout. Mm -hmm. Every, every single practice you do is just a workout. Yeah. And that's what our coaches say. It's just another workout. Don't, don't put too much into it. It's just another workout and you're just chipping away towards something bigger. So Mm -hmm. if, if you're not, if you're not having a good day, if the team's not having a good day, you're, you still showed up and did something and that's better than, and and that doesn't even have to be performance wise. That doesn't have to be doing a workout. That's what you said, sitting down and talking. That's sometimes more important than doing the workout for the day because you just need a reset. We're yeah. not even reset, just a reminder of why you're there and yeah. having you be like the stability or just, yeah, I think stability yeah. and the star to follow is good. Yeah, it's not easy. I'll be honest. There are times I'm in the background just being like, and, you know, I have an hour drive to and from campus, which is a long drive, but. Uh, and even when I coach the semi-pro team in the summer, I have a half hour drive, typically at least minimum to practice and back. And I'll be honest, I usually sit with in silence driving a hundred percent. And that's where I go into my every cuss word, everything I need to vent to get out. And I think, you know, one of the things that I do remind my athletes, you know, on numerous occasions is, no, I am frustrated. I am, but I get to make a choice. And my choice is that my frustration is not going to take me down. It's only going to fuel what I want to be able to achieve. And so that's where I think that resilience comes is the frustration in sports, I think is what's gotten me somewhat successful in coaching in different realms is that in sports, I can sit and say that fuels me to keep going. I will say in other parts of my life, frustration does not fuel motivation. Frustration goes, I'm out, peace out. I ain't doing that. And so I think that's where, you know, we, we do for those that have this, you know, environment in sports. And as you go from identity of athlete, maybe into another piece of this, you know, where does that sports piece come in to kind of help? And I think this is where there are life skills and how it's, it's positive. Um, you did mention an important word that I think uh, a lot of people say, but don't is the why you mentioned, you kept saying, well, why and why, and, you know, do you guys ever think about the why is there, how much is the why a part of what you do, what the team does, what the coach does, how does the why of what you're doing daily, even within the season play into those discussions for you guys? I don't, I I don't think that like, you know, every day we don't show up and be like, this is our why, Mm -hmm. but I do think it's interesting. Like if you walk into our locker room, we have this whiteboard Mm -hmm. and every day there's like something, someone else will write something inspirational on there. And it's, it's not like to be like a cheesy thing. It's just like, Hey, you know what? We're showing up, working hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's always someone different. Someone will write something and it's always something that like, Oh, you know what? That, that keeps me going. That's Mm -hmm. one of my whys is like my teammates is 
you know, I, I want to win a championship. I want a medal. I want to make history at mm-hmm. um, Iowa rowing. And I think everyone else wants to do that. And so kind of having little reminders everywhere mm-hmm. keeps our why going. And yeah. sometimes we do have, you know, the after practice sit down sesh where our coaches are like, keep in mind that your work has put you here and that mm-hmm. is going to put us in a better spot for the spring. And mm-hmm. so sometimes you have to have that why, and it's not have to, it's just, Hey, I see your work. I recognize your work. Just know that it's going to pay off. Yeah. And so kind of having like the little sprinkles everywhere of mm-hmm. your why, and there's a bunch of different whys, I think. Oh, tons. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's it's, not just one why. <laughs> no, and there's not. And I think those are good. And I, you know, for me, when we hit those plateaus, you know, my I do have an open door, you know, opportunity for players to come in and voice thoughts and opinions and suggestions. And I always lead with I no guarantees I'm taking this suggestion from you, but I'm happy to listen to it. But I always want their why, like, well, why do you think this player combination or maybe this formation or, or this tactical change? And, you know, I, I think those are good life skills to kind of figure out our whys, because like you said, there's, there's multiple of them, but I also think there's this importance of the coaches knowing our why, our why of why we show up, our why to, you know, the way we're going to, create the program, put the program together on a daily basis, our behaviors, if we're not studying that and evaluating it and reflecting on it, we're really, I think, going to lose that battle to the student athletes when we can't defend what we're doing. And if it's just because I said so, uh, that's where we're going to to really struggle to keep their attention. Uh, but one of the things that, you know, for for everything that we do, we also get into these these ruts where maybe we don't feel like I really want to get better. Have you ever felt that where you're just in this, like just what it is right now? Um, I think probably like towards the end of like my soccer career. Yeah. I think I'd been playing for so long and I think it's hard to compare like to the sport that I'm in now, but after playing soccer for so long I was just like I'm not I don't see myself getting better every single day and it's really hard to see yourself getting I I think comparing sports soccer is sometimes hard to see yourself getting better because it's not numbers showing up every day Mm -hmm. going I'm seeing numbers every single day which you know I'll backtrack on that seeing numbers every day is really hard mentally because you can (laughs) sit there and be like I'm doing shit I'm doing shit I'm doing shit yeah Um, and just be so down on yourself. Whereas in soccer, I could be like, oh, you know what? I, I missed that ball. It'll be the next ball. It'll be fine. Like right. it, you can kind of, you can have a bad day, but you could also flip the switch sometimes and just have a bad one right. pass. But it was really hard to see myself getting better consistently. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think after I had my back surgery, after I had, right. I had saw myself, you know, really go back, backtrack. I was out of shape. And I was like, well, there's no point anymore. Like, why no. Why even try? And that was honestly, that's how I felt. Like, why even try to get better? Because I've lost so much time. Mm-hmm. But then I had to I had to put the butt on it and be like, but I love this sport. I love yeah. playing. I missed playing the whole time I was out. I missed it so much. And so, yes, I did feel like, what is the point? 
but I also have that love and that passion and the grind and I can't sit and not do anything. Mm-hmm. So then after I sulked for a little bit and felt bad for myself, I was like, okay, get your shit together. <laughs> well, I think you did. You you got your shit together. But I also think, and this is where I was, I was kind of going, because it's something that I've seen more and more within my own personal lived experiences and within lived experiences of others that I've had, you know, the great fortune to speak to. And, and I would put you in this category is that in the plateau, in the moments where you saw a, a lack of opportunity or even a lack of motivation to improve mm-hmm. in that space, you decided to pivot and that's okay. And pivoting is one of those things that I think people struggle and, and I kind of define it in two different ways, like shifting Shifting still aligns with the purpose. So I would see for you, you probably more in my mind and the way I define shift versus pivot, you shift it. You still were competitive. You just shifted the sport and maybe the, the activity behind it, but it was still the same. You know, you were driven, you like the competitive edge, you want to improve all of these pieces, but a true pivot is something where, you know, you really, really differ and change your goals to hopefully find that motivation to to continue to succeed. But I think that's the part where people get frustrated and they look at this something as they gave up or they didn't where, you know, to me, it's like you hit that, that mountain plateau. And instead of trying to take the next range over, you just said, it's cool. I'm going to go that way now. And it's not bad or good. It's just the experience and the path we're all on. And that's where I talk to a lot of women in in the sports industry, you know, within their working careers that, you know, I've hit it too, where I feel like I'm doing the same thing. And I also didn't feel like I was being very good at what I was doing and didn't think I could coach or do that. And, you know, sometimes I think the reminder is you can always come back to it. Mm-hmm. But JC, you could coach soccer. Yeah. I could, Hey, who knows? I could be pro. We, I could go back. You, hey, <laughs> like, dude. Yeah, USWNT team. <laughs> yes, you dude, you got. I mean, these are the things that I think people kind of forget is there's always that. But I think it comes down to sometimes that motivation. And where's that motivation coming from? Because I could, I, I know you enough that, dude, put something in front that you want to do and watch out. Like there's nothing that's going to stop you. But I also think there's a lot to be said for when we look at something and we go, that's not serving me anymore. And I'm good to shift or pivot away from it. And I think those plateaus, people just get angry and frustrated and they spin unnecessarily instead of like we've talked about, sit where they're at, look at where they're at, the whys behind it, and then look at where their options and motivation are coming from. You know, who are the supporters? Where's the motivation stemming from? And then, you know, decide, do you need to kick your ass in gear or do you need to put your energy somewhere else? And so um, I'm glad you're not necessarily in any plateaus right now, JC. I feel like I'm, I'm sad to hear about the injury. I hope that's recovering and in a good space. Are you, are you doing okay with that? I'm I actually, am going to PT after this, so we'll see like what's happening, but yeah, I don't really know. I'm, I'm trying to tell myself that it's getting better, but I'm impatient and okay. I want to be better, you know, right away Yeah, because I don't that's that's one of the things is like I don't like the idea of plateauing and I don't like the idea of going backwards and sometimes it's like this isn't even going backwards I'm still working out but in my mind which is something I need to change I'm going backwards you know Mm -hmm. so this is this is the time to like focus and try and get better so I'm just trying to tell myself that yeah all is well but I want to I want to go back to your um sitting and spinning thing I think that's so mentally draining as well. Oh yeah. Spinning and spinning. Yeah. And so I think that's that's something that 
kind of helped me make me feel good about my decision to switch to rowing is it was so mentally exhausting thinking I'm going to have to continue to deal with back issues like playing soccer and wondering is this even a good decision and like mm -hmm. just continuing to spin on that and so yeah. I think that everything you said was just so spot on but I'm just thinking about how mentally exhausting it is yeah, I talk to my athletes a lot. Uh, we have 90 minutes in a soccer game. And if you're going to sulk and pout and do anything uh, and essentially just sit and spin in your own, you know, self-pity, I don't have time for it. We have every precious second in this game to find another opportunity, to close down an opportunity for the opponent. And so if you're not going to be a part of that and you're just going to spin in frustration and anger and lack of cooperation or anything else that's not going to put us towards our goal, then I don't need you on the field. Uh, so I have very, very low tolerance for that, but I'm also very honest and transparent about it. Now, listen, I always go after the 90 minutes are up and you want to go sulk and spin in your own space. That's for you to choose. That's not my space, but this in here is our space and our space. We're not going to sit and spin and be frustrated on things that we can no longer control. We'll have time to reflect on that, but that's not within a performance environment. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've even looked at players and going, you've been like spinning there for about a minute and a half. You going to get it together or do you need to come over here? Cause I don't have time for it in a 90 minute match. They're not adding on time for your pity party. You're, put <laughs> you're putting onto well, yourself also, right now. It can play off to, I mean, it can impact other people as well on the field, yeah. on the team, the culture. 100%. And so, yeah, I, I think that that's something that can taint other people. Mm -hmm. and you don't want that. That's not going to contribute to furthering your performance. No, no, never. And I think that's where, you know, those that are in a plateau, I, I see the most is that they do spin a lot more in their frustration. And, you know, there's certainly a role as a coach to come in and, and acknowledge what's happening and to be honest and, you know, maybe even sometimes saying, listen, there's somebody else who's <laughs> who's not plateauing. They're actually peaking right now. And that's that's the better choice or decision. And that's not an easy conversation. But I also think there's there's power in all of us recognizing we are going to inevitably hit that moment. And when we hit it, we have choices to to make in that space, but there is no guarantee to how long that plateau is going to last. And I think that's the mindset that we're both talking about that everybody needs to have is like, what is the North star? Can you go back to it? Can you name the wise? Can you acknowledge what you're sitting in at the moment, which it could be just feeling like shit. And then understanding that at some point, if you keep those pieces coming together, that it eventually will kind of click and that, that upward trajectory will come again. But yeah, I mean, I think is an injury. It's a it's a prime example of sitting in that space right now where there is improvement. It's just not going to come at the time and speed in which you want. So I truly mm -hmm. wish you the best for that because that is a, that's maybe another whole podcast and, yeah. uh, episode is injuries because yes, you and I have been there and we know many that have. Um, but it is a, it's a topic that's really relevant. So, well, you know, I think as you guys are getting ready to go into your spring, right? That's where yep. you guys are at. So um, are you guys, are you feeling as a team things are going up right now? Oh my gosh. I cannot say enough good things about how I feel about the team. Good. And just the culture and everyone, and I, I've said that a lot, is like our culture is really good. Our, our team works so damn hard. I see it. Everyone puts in the work in and out of practice. And so I think that that's why we've been so successful is because we're all on the same page. 
and we're on the same page with our coaches and they respect us and we respect them and so yeah i'm excited how do you feel about your team where you're going oh yeah we haven't seen each other for a long time um and so that is going to be something where um i will have to take some temperatures on where we're at when we come together to figure out where are we in this trajectory up? Because the whole theme of, of things that I, I took over the program, you know, a little under a year ago um, is, is a lot of foundation work. And we still have cracks in that foundation that need to be filled, but the whole job will be working towards the end of November, you know, by November 23, do we feel like we've built upon? My hope is that by that point, we feel like we've built upon, we haven't necessarily built the full house yet, uh, but we filled the, the holes in the cracks of the foundation and that we started to build those next layers on is is my hope for the program so um you know for some players that might not feel enough um high-end trajectory but i also think it's within reason to what time and resources and the work it's going to take to make sure that it's it's really there and so i think there's a lot of good work that's been done but as a coach um, I know where I'm at. It's just a hope of where my athletes are at. And so um, I've given them some time away and now the work starts in a few weeks and there'll be some, some ideas I have to try to figure out where everybody mm -hmm. is individually and then kind of where's that put us collectively. So um, yeah, it reminding me that I probably need to add something to my to-do list on that note right away. But yeah, it is <laughs> the life of a coach and an athlete is trying to figure out yep. where we're at and how do we get better. So Thank you, JC. I appreciate the yes. chat and I'll, uh, Thank we'll you. talk soon. All right. Go to PT. Yes. Yeah, see ya. Uh, bye. bye. For listening to the Unbreakable and Fearless podcast, JC and I are working to make the conversations between coaches and players more productive and honest. We would love for you to subscribe to Unbreakable and Fearless wherever you find your podcast. Like what you hear today and share the show with your colleagues, friends, and family. Interested in learning more about JC, visit www.unbreakablefemaleathlete.com. Want to check out what Candace is up to? Then visit www.fearlessandcapable.com. More episodes to come, and until then, embrace the unbreakable and fearless spirit.